Oh my gosh, it's MTP Boston, the uh, Boston affiliate, the uh, the Boston arm of our Missing the Point podcast. And uh, I'll tell you what we do here on MTP Boston. We talk about Boston sports teams. I am DK Sizzle. I am here with Sean Buchanan, Hollywood Sean Buchanan. This is, a, this is a professional intro, DK. Yeah, until you great. fucking started talking over it. <laughs> it wasn't done yet. It was professional until you got here. <laughs> You fucking buffoon. <laughs> he was like, I'm so impressed. Let me uh, I'm also, if you can't tell here with the real BK Bob Kelly, we're here <laughs> to talk about the Boston Celtics, kid. It's um okay, so this is gonna be the theme of the show, and I was thinking about this a lot because it's the only question worth asking at the top of the your team has just played in its inaugural first ever in-season tournament game. What's different about it? Well, the courts are different, I guess, and the the uniforms are slightly different. My first question to myself and to the television was, does this count against their regular season record? Yes, was the answer. So that was the floor, right? It's at least as important as a regular season game. That, that we have to like take, and I think that's a good strategy by them. By the time I was done watching it, I think I'm in on the in-season tournament as a concept. <laughs> I think I think that's like where it left me. Like, I know that it wasn't perfect, but there's a few things I want to point out to you guys that I liked. And one of them, Ray, you will not have experienced because we do, I mean, very luckily, have a first-person perspective of somebody that was there at the game, which we often get with, with Ray because he works at the Garden on uh, Celtics home game nights. Uh, I really like J.J. Redick and, um, and Richard Jefferson on the on the broadcast and that i like that as well i really enjoyed that as a wrinkle and i thought they did a really good job and i thought they were like really professional and i i thought oh is that what we're gonna get with the in-season tournament um where do you guys stand on it where like i mean ray from your perspective at, at the game bobby from your perspective listening to those guys and the whole presentation of it i know you're up on the up on the court where, where are you guys in? I mean, I like the pageantry. Maybe I think they might have hooked me. And I reserve, by the way, just want to finish this with this, Bobby. You fucking asshole! I reserve the right to change my opinion on this. I'm. This is a tentative. I think I'm in because I apparently we got to make sure to to include that on the fucking ever evolving world of sports that we talk about. But I'm just saying, I reserve the right to be out on it if it ends up being stupid. But for <laughs> for for a trial run, I mm. think not bad. I that's kind of where I came away with it. What do you guys think? I think they could do it a lot better. I think there's a different setup they could do where I honestly think, yeah, I I think they could have bracketed it. I don't know why they did this group thing. I think they should have just gone to the bracket immediately. I like like, the group system because it's exactly how But of course you do. It's the soccer soccer way. It's the soccer way, bro. Yeah, but like, trust me. So so actually coming into this, Coming into this, I was very anxious to get your opinion on it because I was like, if DK is not sold on it, with his like soccer background and how this is set up in a soccer tournament well, type way, in then I'm out. In soccer and like that's right. a way that works. So I, I like to me that just says like let's go do the way that it, it it's been proven to work. It's been proven to yeah, I, and that just, just means they thought about it and it's smart. They did, you know? they to did. Me. But I just think there is ways to incentivize it a little more. I don't know how, 
I don't know, I, you maybe do like a point system or something so did like you, okay, that. Well, where, let me ask you. Let me ask you a direct question about because that. that's did that's the full that players were way, not. Right? Did you feel that they were not extra incentivized by the fact that they were in the midseason tournament? But like, did you catch no vibes off it at all that were different than the, than a usual regular season game? Because I I kind of thought it was different enough. Well, the best thing about a tournament, in my opinion, is the the, the loser go home mentality of it. That's why yeah, we it's get a tournament. There. You know what I mean? And There's we do get stage. there, but you're not really you're not going home, I guess. But like, I don't. Know, there's no there's no penalty. You're so, you're so fucking for, American, honestly. Can yeah, I know. There's the, but there's brand. no penalty. There's no penalty for that team that loses in the tournament. Yes, there is. You know what I mean? And you that's don't win the group then. And if you're in a challenge, it's about accruing points to make it. To the one top one or two seed in your group, like a division in football. Well, so, I get that part. I'm saying like once we get to the actual knockout too. Right, but I think that what I think what it does is it's is it says essentially it sets it up as the group is intentionally less serious, so that you can play within the confines of that tournament, right, and sort of build optical. Uh, focus on it and explain it and kind of guide people in and be like, okay, well, who's good? Who's taking it seriously? Like what, what's the deal within the, within the tournament? That's true. Okay. And I think then you get to the knockout stages and also the knockout stages coincide with this, with the new year, which is when everybody starts paying attention to the basketball season, who isn't us, if we're being honest, right? Like the majority of the people that are paying attention to basketball they start in Jan, you know, maybe the Christmas Day game. I think might be the first like important basketball game that that your casual yeah. fan might yeah. watch. So then you start that in season tournament up then in the latter half of the year because it is almost a, a, a late winter spring sport for a lot of people, um, especially when they're not you know they got other obligations. I'm not. I'm. Mean, it's not. It's not a judgment, but this is just what we do. But Ray, I mean, what was your take on on the in season tournament, especially being there? Was there more pageantry? Did it seem? Did it have a different vibe in the garden? So I mean I I it was cool to be there as a fan for it because I think I would have felt this in a, a different way working it. Um I would have been just saying that like, all right, I'm just ready for everyone to go home. <laughs> um being able to sit there and soak it in. Um I love the court, like I love it. Like I would love for that to be the court whenever they wear those jerseys. Like I, I think that shit was dope. And personally. Um, I know some people were like, oh, it doesn't have the parquet floor. And where's Red Arbor? That was DK. That's like literally. That DK. That's, that's the DK. That's the DK impression. And, 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 like, you actually is. did. Like, I, 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 and I, st- I stand by it. I mean, you yeah, can make no, any no, sense and, 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 by oh, doing oh, that oh, voice. Just for the record. Oh, yeah. E equals MC squared, I guess. But, <laughs> no, but no, I no, but no to, totally. I it totally, doesn't matter how smart the fact of the thing is. It just make it sound dumb. I totally get that premise. I understand it i love the parquet floor as well once again it is a symbol of Celtics basketball so once again when you're looking to change that even if it's just for a couple of games um you're going to get that response and that's fine no listen i actually i came around on it if i'm being 100 percent honest with you by the end of the game i was like you know what it added to there's things you have to change to make this this game feel different because it's not really that different, right? Like essentially like what what we're kind of skirting around is that it's not super, super different. But if you do enough fun things, people will be like, oh, in-season tournament game. Like, and then they might start paying attention to the math of that in-season tournament and it might bring their attention over to it. So I, I feel like, you know, I do want to talk about the Celtics as a whole and their performance, but I just wanted to know like wh- how everybody was feeling about it. And I, I, don't know, I, I think I think we're all kind of in the same place. Like Bobby has some questions about how it kind of goes. Like Ray 
it sounds like you enjoyed it and and seeing the the court in person was probably cool but i mean just on the tv for a second i was like it's too hd for, for that yeah, color it's, it's very bright right now. It's, it's very bright it's, it's very bright <laughs> um so i mean little small flex um i saw the court last week before Hey. Oh, not a small flex at all, actually. You know, so I, I, I already knew when you fucking peasants were having the court revealed to you. I already knew what you were gonna see as a man behind the scenes. I love it. I love doing that to people. So I really like it when it's done to me. I, I, I appreciate the flex. Modesty is an overrated emotion. I like that, man. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So. I, I I mean once again and then obviously the stuff came on on Instagram and it showed up but so you know we we didn't to see it because there had been there had been so many events at uh uh TV this week so I was like I was like okay like, this this is pretty cool like, I wonder how it was gonna look on TV because I, I felt like I'm like this is gonna look better in person than on TV but you guys saw it on TV I guess you said the aesthetics uh Bobby liked it pretty well so I liked it yeah so yeah that that part's cool but yeah I mean I think that they. I think Boston took it more seriously than Brooklyn, in, yeah. in my opinion. Um, now, there oh, was, yeah. I mean, obviously, Cam Thomas didn't play. You know, Ben Simmons didn't play. Um, and, you know, obviously, those are two guys that are going to contribute to their overall uh, success, not just for the season, but, you know, going forward. So, um, I think Jacques Vaughn, you know, maybe didn't take it as, as seriously because it's the second time they played him in, in a week. But, yeah, um, I think Missoula and company, you know, did what they could to take the game seriously. And, obviously – I think what they were coming off of this week and losing back to back games and, you know, the sky already falling for a lot of fans because we take every game, you know, to heart as if uh, a, a November 8th loss is going to be the end of the year. And then they Philadelphia won the championship on November 8th. So uh, shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers for winning uh, an in season championship on, 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 on Wednesday. Um, Great throw shots at midnight. It's like you know, um, it's, it's it's unbelievable to me. But you know, that's you know, we'll get into that as the show progresses. But yeah, yeah, um, I, I think that you know, Boston needed to win this game. Um, obviously, they have another one tomorrow against Toronto and then uh, New York on Monday. So you know, they kind of have to make some adjustments. But yeah, the the minutes run under control, and I know that's not what you asked, but it's like the minutes run under control, and then um, I I, I just I liked how they came out um, swinging from the second quarter on. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take it as seriously as the players take it, you know, wow. like they, they actually said this verbatim. Like I stole that from the, from the commentary team of the game. They were like, I, you know, if the, if the players come out and take this seriously and they play hard, then the fans are going to buy into it. Right. That is going to be the first thing to the second thing, as far as the, the concept of the in-season tournament, Bob, I felt like they played defense, the Celtics. Like I actually thought they did take it kind of, I would say they took it like, 18% more seriously as a collective than a regular season game. So it wasn't an all-star game, like level of not taking it seriously, but it wasn't a playoff game. You know, it was something kind of in the middle, which I think is what they were going for. And I yeah. noticed yeah. the Celtics were playing hard. I noticed a couple of things I'd love if you could respond to in the, if, if you notice the same things or in those contexts, I like that Jalen Brown decided that he was going to be the MVP of the in-season tournament. And like those incentives are real for, for NBA players. Like if you, if you give them a, an award, an in-season award, like the NBA is historically always tied it to salary. So even if it's not currently tied to salary, like those collecting those things, it's good for your bag. It's good for your reputation. 
And I think that is going to be the big incentive down the line of like Jalen Brown becomes the, the tournament MVP, which is the thing they're going to give out this year. Um, and I think right off the bat, I think he like was just playing like, yeah, fuck it. I'm taking the in-season tournament seriously. And what made me think that is how seriously he took summer league. I remember Jalen Brown in the summer league just being like, I'm going to fucking try so hard in the summer league. And then I'm going to come back a second year, even though I was good enough in the first year that I'm like a full first team player. And I'm going to try really hard in the summer league and fucking try and win the summer league. Cause I think Jalen Brown's just like that. He's like, yeah, fucking put a name on the tournament. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to come to play. So I saw that. And also I thought the nets were like, fuck this in season tournament. When the third quarter started, I, I fully noticed that they were like, this is fucking stupid. And they're stupid court. And the fans are like a little louder and this is annoying. And we like, didn't come here to get hurt. And we're already beat up. And they just sort oh, of like, yeah, they, was, they was talking crazy behind. Well, you, you can't see it on TV. They was talking crazy behind the Nets bench. Really? Um, Simmons, you bum. Um, Simmons is a fucking bum. Boston, Boston's so brutal when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Okay, right? well, I, I'm gonna wait. I'll I, say but I'm, I'm, but I'm, saying, I'm like, I'm laughing, but I'm like, damn. I said they, they, they're not, they're not showing any fight, guys. Calm down. They're, they're not gonna win. Relax. That's 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 when we, that's when we get that's that's when we really sick the dogs on them though. Is when when you're down and broken, bro. That's when the real fucking. Yeah, I'm, 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 that's I'm bullets and board material though. That's bullets yeah, and board material. You hey, can't I mean, I have an idea for this turn. So. I, I just feel like the thing that I think it would be cool if they switched up the groups a little bit because what really what kind of took me away from it was like, oh, cool. OK, so we're in a group with Brooklyn, Toronto and the Knicks. And it's like, OK, we I've played these teams and seen these teams so many times. Well, obviously, and it's always the same like, because you can't. I know, but like during the same. That'd be like, cool. Possible. Logi- there's you're talking about an impossible logistics problem that you're going to introduce. You're saying like we're going to make this in-season tournament. West Coast trips for some teams, but not for others. Like, you know what I mean? And then it's like, you, yeah, you bring right, it back yeah, around. It's like, no, I mean, essentially you should group. Makes sense. All right. In the knockouts, though, you can do that. In the knockouts, wait, they're all in Vegas. We're playing the whole well, thing. I, I think the, the final round is in the Vegas. finals in Vegas. Yeah, That's great. Final should be neutral ground. Final should 100% be neutral ground. And like, that's the thing you I think what I think the issue, Bob, is like, you're you're th- like and oh, I only say this. I don't mean to mansplain to you or anything, or soccer explain to you or whatever this is going to be. But like I've I've been a participant in this format of tournament before, and I just don't think you're like fully nebulizing the whole thing because it's it's a slow build. The whole point is that you build up to the final, and that makes the final sweeter. It makes the final like a bigger deal. Like when they play the Champions League, this is how they do the Champions League, which is that the the premier soccer football tournament on the planet. It's all the best teams from all the leagues all play each other, right? That's that's the concept. Now you can't, you're not going to be able to reach those heights because you still. This is the kind of fundamental flaw with this in-season tournament is you're all going to play each other anyway, which is what you're saying, and that's like the thing that's annoying, right? And I get that, but the whole point is when they bring you to the final, the final somewhere like Paris or fucking Munich or somewhere like really sick and it becomes this like Heineken sponsored mammoth event that's just printing money for the fucking for the soccer federations right so by the time they take this to the fucking sphere in Vegas or whatever the fuck they're going to do the final is going to become this this event the the NBA doesn't have like a super bowl like event and obviously this isn't going to be the super bowl but if you can somehow make this thing at least put an eyes there yeah gate yeah. gate you know, ad sales on the thing. If you get more eyes, it's still a regular season game in the slate. It's still one of the games they're already going to play. 
but you possibly have 30 to 40% more eyeballs on it. It's a fucking genius move by the NBA. If we're being honest, like it doesn't yeah, cost yeah. them anything and so, it's got a yeah. huge upside so to, to, to add to that. Right. And this is not something about the end season. This is about in February for the all-star break. Um, which I think Adam Silver admitted he wrecked apparently, which is so dumb. He should not have said that. Yeah. He's like, it's my fault. Uh, right. I, I think that they major league baseball got it right years ago when they said, you know, making it count by saying whoever wins gets the, uh, gets home field event. Uh, home, well, in that case, home, home field advantage. I would love to see them bring that rule over to the East and West thing. Could you imagine here when Kobe and Marbury and all those guys went off and when the East had that comeback by down 20 um, and the East, you know, Allen Iverson would have had home court uh, instead of instead of the Lakers that East year. Versus like, West was objectively better than this like drafting system. That no, they right, but uh, that's what I'm saying. They're bringing, they're bringing that yeah, back, they're, supposedly. They're, they're going, they're going back to that now. But what I'm saying to 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 add another caveat to it, I would love for them to say, okay, whoever wins home East court. versus West, yeah, that conference gets final. home court in um in the final. I, I think that because that be, makes the best players on the All Star teams, the ones that think this, that they're going to go to the final, play right, really exactly. hard. Exactly, and, yeah, and that yeah. team wants to be. You want Saturday yeah. night to matter again because Saturday night used to be the premier night for the All Stars. So whether the dunk contest, the three point contest, the skills challenge, like you want to see that, right? Um, the celebrity game should not be the best game all weekend. I'm sorry, and there's been plenty of times when the celebrity game is better uh, than the actual Sunday game. And that's what insane. is the what is the prize for winning the dunk contest these days? Um, I want to say it's, it's money. I think it's definitely a check, and then. Um, I don't, I don't know what else comes with it. I think some people win a car. Like I know. I remember what happened like, to the days of like the dunk contest sponsored by Kia? Blake Griffin's going to jump. Yeah, I, yeah. I have, I have, I have. That no, was all just good yeah. stuff. Like I enjoyed. They it. also, they also don't have the top guys looking to do it. Like to me, I think about guys like Shaden Sharp, who from Portland, who is that man can jump from here to the moon, and it, it's un, it's unreal. Like you got to get guys like him in there. Not getting guys like Jericho Sims from New York. And once again, this is not a knock on Knicks, but Jericho Sims can jump out the building, but he's not someone that's gonna wow me in in a contest. He's he's really good in game. I think I think he'll catch a body in game, and that's cool. But Shannon Sharp is someone that is gonna be a Gerald Green type. You know, mark my words. He's he's gonna be. They should make. They should really make. So Joe Green outside of Vince Carter is the best dunker I've seen. And once again, for those that hear this and think, oh, he's blown out, blown out, blown out the candle on the cupcake. Yeah, insane. Joe Green in his heyday, this is stuff that this league has never seen. Um, So he did the D Brown, but better. Remember? Unreal. Unreal. So. Um, He was unreal. I, I feel like they should really make, you know, the way when somebody signs up to be an actor, and they're gonna sign up to like be in the Screen Actors Guild. Shout out, fucking union, getting a deal. And they sell their and they sell um, their soul. No, they have to like change their name if there's already a guy in there. So so people are like, how come this is your name when you were born this? And then they're like, oh, there was already a guy in like AFTRA named like this. They should do that for sports. It's like your name can't be Shannon Sharp. There's already been a Shannon Sharp. You have to change your name. It's just it's it's too it's too the exact same, right? Like, can we just can we call him like Shaw? Or something, or did did I'm sorry? Did this fucking your brother looking at me like I'm crazy? Did the simulation delete the real Shannon Sharp, the fucking tight end from, no, from shade, history, or am shade, I? Shaden Sharp. Shaden. I've only heard shade. people say it, and it sounds exactly like Shannon Sharp. Yeah, no, that's like either people are saying it fast or they're mispronouncing. Okay. But no, it's, it sounds too much like he has to change. Yeah, they have to pronounce it differently because I've only ever heard it said. I haven't read it. 
Yeah. I've only heard people say it in like commentary, and every time I hear it, it sounds like Shannon Sharp. So th- think of it. So it's it just if you um, it's so it's, it's I think it, he spells it S H. I'm not the one who should change. It sounds too. Oh much no, no, I'm just <laughs> <saying it. laughs> no. But I'm saying like <laughs> for those for those that have that, that for those that are not hearing, I can't just, be the only one that thought this. I I refuse to accept that. I refuse. No, 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 definitely no, not. Definitely not. Not at all. Um, but I, I'm, I'm once again, they, they just don't have the platform like we do. Guess share. I should read more. Um. <laughs> And listen less hey. and talk less. Uh, like, whatever. I, 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 I disagree. Yeah. Words, yeah. words are words are overrated. Ugh, that's embarrassing. Whatever. Yeah, my, my, my students would agree. Uh. He's really good too. I yeah. I feel bad now. Tell him I'm sorry. He can hey, sorry, Shaden. I'm on sorry. the show. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, let's we'll, let's, we'll, let's we'll talk about, about the game. Let's talk about the game that was. Um. Yeah. I thought. I think my favorite thing. I can't decide if my favorite thing about this current Celtics, and I want to put it in the context of those two games that we lost. The first of all, I think losing, I think losing to the Timberwolves was a Derek White absence issue. That's like how I kind of codified it in my head watching the game. I don't think this Celtics team really is at its full potential unless D White's in there. I think he just does a lot. I think I think he unlocks a lot of the transition. Richard Jefferson was talking about how. He actually made it funny on the uh, on the commentary. He was like, yeah, like maybe Jason Tatum's Batman and Jalen Brown's Robin, but Derek White's Alfred, the butler. And I'm like, yeah, he needs Alfred, too. It's important. <laughs> it's like a, it's an important part of the Batman mythos, right? Like that right. he has Alfred yeah. like sorting his house and home out. And I was like, I you know, I really do think that's true, even if he's not like always doing the funnest shit to watch in the court, because really what I can't decide is, do I love watching Kristaps Porzingis more or do I love watching Drew Holiday more? Like that's kind of my, my conundrum in the first 10 games. Drew Holiday had that period where for some reason Joe Mazzulla called a timeout where he was just finishing everything around the rim, like getting to the rim easily and just finishing everything with the silkiest finishes that I've seen from anybody all year, just like like effortless. And then Joe Mazzulla's like, timeout, we have to stop this run. Oh shit, I'm, a, I'm the Celtics coach. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> I finally called a timeout at the right time. But it was against the wrong team. Whoops. I was furious when that happened. Like, like he was starting to just heat up right when that happened. I'm like, this guy doesn't understand runs. He still doesn't understand runs. But regardless, at the sa- on the same token, watching Porzingis, like, new flashy toys and everything, you know, going with guys from the perimeter down to the, down to the bucket just with his hand up. And it's like, oh, you really can't at any time decide to go up with that. Like, you, like there's no time where you can decide that 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 your shot is available because he's just walking with you because his legs are so long and his hand is up in the air. And that's right. fucking fantastic to watch too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do want to go in, in depth about the 76ers game, but I wasn't panicking if if anyone was curious. Like Ray was like, oh, everyone's going down with the ship. I'm like, they're on, this, on track to win the same amount of games they won last year. Right. If, you, if, you, if you take five and two going into this game, it's like that's 58 wins. So we're good. You know, I'm fine with that. Like, whatever. The playoffs are what count anyway. Maybe I guess we might want to win the in-season tournament. But how are you guys feeling? We watched seven games, Bobby. We watched seven games. How have you been enjoying it? Who is your favorite guy? Are you still on the Tatum train, or do you like the shiny new toys? So obviously, I love how bulky Tatum looks. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like ten he, pounds. I think that's on record, he, right? Right. He, he, it, he definitely looks uh, much bigger than he did last year. You could tell by the way he's playing. Did he tell me too. That, really, it, that he that was like factual that he like bulked up ten pounds? Or ten pounds of muscle, right? That's it. Yeah. Um, but you could tell. You could literally <laughs> tell by the way he's down uh, at the hoop. Uh, every almost every single game he makes he makes a play where you're like, oh, 
he didn't do that last year. Yeah. Couldn't do that last year. Yeah. Um, I I love Porzingis, bro. That's that's the biggest difference on this team because I love Drew, but Drew is Marcus, but a better version of him. So like oh, yeah, we've seen what yeah. that can do to the Celtics team, but Porzingis, man, has brought such a different element to everything that we do, and it's so. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. It's like a monkey has to come off our backs on the entire team where it opens up so much and it opens up so much for Jalen and Tatum. And just like they're getting the looks that we always thought they would get. You know what I mean? Having that, having that guy, that seven the, the footer. The inside out, the inside out portion of it is, is it, bro, is, is just, it's he night can, and day. He can set up year, anywhere man. on the court and be effective. It's yeah. so beautiful. It's so um, beautiful. Having someone else that can create a shot too it is really nice because listen, I love you know what we had last year, but having Drew and Porzingis who can actually create offense through them when Tatum and Brown get stagnant. You know what I mean? Like because that was always the big issue. Is like Tatum and Brown get stagnant and and it's well, downhill did they, from did there. Did they get stagnant or or were were we convincing ourselves that everybody we had the else force on that team was yeah. better than they actually were? And now that we have players that are better from three down to six, are we just seeing the fruits of that? Because we were saying like, oh yeah, like Tatum just stalls and he doesn't take over games. It's like, well, because they can walk away from Al Horford and they can walk like at times, you know, if he goes a little cold in the playoffs, it's like, all right, well, we can just walk away from Al Horford. Like it's not they a big did it. deal. They did it the entire fucking ECFs, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's like, or we can switch him yeah. onto this. And it's like, now that we have like a Chris Tavis Porzingis, I mean, and we loved Rob, but it's like, it's night and fucking day, Ray. It's night and day. I mean, I just, do you not just think we just have better players now? Like, that's just clear. And it's not that cute. We didn't need to get cute about these takes, like, in the offseason. And 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 that and that's why I, I've shown no panic. Once again, everyone has, has uh, painted me, and rightfully so, um, as the most emotional fan on the show. No, I absolutely don't think that that's true. I think that you're always the most emotional. I usually love it. Yeah. I think you're the well, most. I mean, it it, it, it depends on the night. So it depends on the night. So um, but e- either way, if it, it fits for this for this conversation, so we we could go with it for now. Um, I but my thing is, it's like yo, when when you we we have talked about um, you know, it's, it's, uh, specifically us on this on this show, um, you know, this our own version of three man weave here, um, we have talked about can you score at every level. That that is something we have said from 2020 to right now, um, and it's now that we are now seeing it in our in, in our in our faces. So I'm I'm like this this is great. And once again, even even the other night, yeah, they lost to Philly. Do you last year last year's team, but two years ago when that team was down 14 with three minutes to go, there was there was there was, it, there was no it was, it would have been it would have been curtains it would have been over. Joe would have pulled or Eme would have pulled him out and would have said, okay, all right, guys, you know, for the next game, but no. JB comes down ahead of three. Porzingis catches in the post. Whoop hits hit hits him with the uh um hits him with the Bernard King fadeaway. Up oh, and one foul. Okay, now they're down nine. Boom. Comes back in another three. And I'm like, oh wow, okay. Uh then Holiday gets a steal. Bam, now they're down four. And it's just like, okay. Um they now granted they took their foot off the gas, which is why they were in that position. Um but, yeah, but, yeah, but now just, that like it was like we always wanted them to, to stop taking their foot off the gas. Right. Instead, they just got so good that they're still able to do that, and it's fine now. <laughs> like, no, correct, that, but that was their solution. Yeah, 
But I want to I want to uh, speak a little bit more about Drew Holiday, right? I think tonight, so he had thirteen. Points. I, I want you to. I want. I was both. Yeah, thir- both yeah, he was so good tonight, man. Both yeah, guys thir- segment regardless. So if you if he wants to do Porzingis and you do Drew, perfect. Yeah. So uh, thirteen points, twelve rebounds, nine assists. Um, this is the second time I think in a week that he's been near a triple double. Um, the dude has has been everything we needed and 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 more at that position. Uh, once again, I think when you and I did a show a few weeks ago, DK, uh, I brought up a guy. I said I said if he becomes what Dennis Johnson was for us when Larry Bird and them played, they needed that guy. Once again, Danny Ainge was cool, but they needed someone that had um, that been a champion that could defend, that can that can that can move the ball. That's what Dennis Johnson was way back then, long before we were born. That's where Drew became for Milwaukee a few years ago, and even when he was in New Orleans and Philly, and now he's doing that here in in Boston. And it can't be stated enough that even when his shot is not falling, and this is the key. So for those that are uh, Marcus Smart apologists and fans, once again, we love and miss Marcus. Um, you know, for for, for sure for, for what he did on and off the court. Um, but when you get a guy that literally can can you know uh, that can get his offense whenever he wants to, but chooses not to because that's another thing right Mar- marcus wanted you know he was like he was a poor man's Russell Westbrook in this regard like he wanted it so badly and once again we love that about him but because he would want it so badly it would either sometimes either win us the game or take us completely out of it drew and in the, in the eight games we've had so far because this, this this is game eight tonight drew holiday has not taken boston out of the game like may, maybe the game on monday before 16 but even then he's getting yeah. in and rebounds he's guarding the best player and taking them out of there not switching not not calling he's uh, taking head dude, don't even, don't even get me started about the fucking switch, difference in the switching i i thought in the first game i we actually i wanted to even just dedicate some time to this after you're done when after we're done talking about drew to talk about the the way that we're playing defense now um but just to remain on Drew for a second, I really do think his impact, and I and you know I don't think it needs to be a debate. We don't need to turn this into like Tatum and Brown, like for their first three years, like two Like, well, he does this, he does this. It's great that we have both, but I agree with Bobby that he's saying like he's Marcus Smart two point But it's when he chooses to play defense and when he chooses to be efficient on offense is is the thing that I've liked the best about him. I think you're you're essentially saying that, right? Like his decision making and his awareness and his game management are so much more effective. And his presence is a calming presence on the court. Like his presence sort of lowers the hundred percent the 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 temperature of the Celtics when Marcus would be like, fuck, fuck, we're letting the game slip away. We gotta fucking step it up. And it's like what this game, what what this team actually needs when they're when they're being front runners is Drew Holiday to be like, it's all good guys, just relax. We're way better than these guys. Like just, just keep. Hey just, Jota, yeah, roll that, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not. Derek's 100%. not getting sped 100%. up. Hundred percent. Derek's not getting sped up. I'm not getting sped up. Uh, you guys shouldn't get sped up either. With like, just don't don't let the crowd back into it. We already did all the all the hard part. Like, let me just let me just hold the ball for a second. And like right at the right time, I'm gonna like pass it off to someone. We're gonna run a little play. Let's fuck it. Let's get Luke Cornett involved a little bit. Like we can get Luke involved a little bit. Like, dude, I'm telling you, bro. I'm telling you. Like, like, whoa. Like, yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew is something special, man. He really is. He's like, he's the perfect point guard for this team. He's the. I think. I think that's 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 so perfect the way you just put it, man. Because it's like it really is that, and like it used to feel it when the chaos started to hit. The chaos really hit, and Marcus yeah. started jacking up. Because threes obviously, and like, there was something about tr- the team that made it worse. Like that, right? And we we try, 
we'd even try to run the offense through him because we thought that that was the way to go because he was their calming presence. But like, obviously that wasn't the fucking case. Now you see it was Drew, man. And it really is like the, the game slows down where yeah. it's like, we get that lead and it's like, okay, we're, we gave up an eight Oh run. Now we're going to score four straight and we're going to take 20 seconds off the shot clock each time when we do it. Yeah. Nope. I mean, also, honestly, I, it makes yeah, me feel so much better. Like he honestly makes yeah. me, he um, puts me in an emotional state that is just so much nicer than the emotional state market. It's, it's like when, when you move, when you're dating a girl and you, she's fine, you know, she's fine. And then you like kind of break up and then you date another girl and you're like, wow, this girl's so much better than that last girl. It's crazy. You're like, I mean, I didn't think there was anything necessarily wrong with the last one, but like, holy shit. I did not know that I could get all this stuff from this situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, I, you're I just like, fuck, this is so <laughs> sick. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm like, like, you do that too? Right, right. I don't have to ask. I just, it just, <laughs> what? Right. Right, but that's the thing. It's like, and and it can't be stated enough because we've said it on this show. Other pundits have said it on on their respective shows. To have a person on the floor, once again, not in the locker room. I mean, and on the coaching staff. What well, even though we now have that too with uh, Coach Lee and uh and, and and Sam Cassell. Um, but to have somebody on the floor that is one at the highest level and was a key contributor, not someone that was an eighth or ninth yeah. man. He was he was number two. He was number two. Yeah, you know, um, and at the worst, at the at the worst at times, the number three, right? Because the Middleton showed up. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like I think true. I, I I yeah, but get, I'm saying right. during, this, during isn't, this isn't a point to argue right now. You're right. Yeah, during yeah, yeah. But um, but I I think right now, what? But to your point though, there's gonna be nights when he may be the second best player on the floor for us. There's gonna be nights when he's the fourth. That's fine. Either way, he knows how to adjust and. I have a new nickname for him. It's it's, it's the chameleon. It, it just it just it doesn't it doesn't matter. He knows how to adapt to any basketball situation. Love it. It's 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 perfect for us. Um, because once again, it was we didn't have like we had at times a stabilizing force. Um, and it's, it's just like truth be told, and this may be a completely off base. So if I am, you know, just tell me. I I I I, I feel like. He's gonna be whatever we thought Kemba was going to be for us, but but he can defend. Remember, Kemba, everyone, everyone loved Kemba in the locker room. Everyone loved Kemba. I think everybody's gonna love Drew. But it's like because he can impact both sides of the of the of the floor. It's like the impact is gonna be a lot greater than um, we could imagine. And he's a little because I was I was closer to him tonight because of where I was sitting. He's he's bigger. Than, than I thought. He's big, big, though. He's yeah, like he's, this he's, kind he's, of he's I was like, I, I was like, wow, man, okay, he's he's a legit six four, uh, six five. And I was like, okay, wow, yeah. okay. So you know it, what I, you know, else. you know what else I think about Drew too is like, you know, I I know, you know, a lot of people question Joe, and I think even still the players do sometimes, and I I, I do think that that is a thing that happens, but I think Drew's the type of guard like you know, remember Marcus? Marcus would speak out publicly about shit, and he he would kind of throw Joe into the bus. Drew Drew would absolutely be the kind of guy where he's going to take Joe into the office and be like, hey, let's get on the same page about this shit because we're the leader. You know, we're the guys that need to fucking get the shit across to them. And you know what I mean? I I feel like that's the kind of guy Drew is too. I'm making that up off the top of my head. I don't know. But I feel like that's, you know, that's the kind of vibe I get from. Like, Did you the see the segment when um, when they when they showed him mic'd up and he was talking to J.J. Reddick mic'd up? Did you catch that? No, uh, I missed that part. So yeah. like he's so he's mic'd up 
for you know for the present for the presentation of the whole thing and like jj reddick comes up to me he's like hey man he's like i miss you he's like, oh i did i you. did see that yeah and yeah. drew holiday's like man you look really good in a suit like you look really good in a suit and he's like and he's kind of like oh yeah yeah thanks man and like Derek white walks up and like jj reddick like daps him up and he's like yeah you look really good in a suit you look better in a jersey though and i was like oh man this guy's like this guy's like a fucking like kung fu master. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I'm like, he's just like chilling on the bench. Like, hey man, come on, like let's do this. Like he's he's fine. Like I like the fact that I watched him talk to somebody he knows and found him in a in a place motivated by finding motivation. Recruited, people, recruited. You know, you know like yeah. finding finding a way to get the best out of somebody across from him. Like. That to me is like what I want a veteran presence on my well, team doing. And think about think about the attitude you saw come out of Tatum as soon as Rue got into town. That's when you started Him seeing you, you start you, and you, you start but you started seeing the videos come out where Tatum's talking about, you know, I'm not directly correlating this to Drew, but I I kinda am. Or say he starts talking about starts talking about, you know, how he needs to go out there and give it every single night and do all this shit. Bro. I feel like he's a big reason why these dudes are starting to get it. And I just noticed a big difference from the two of them. But same, based same, off Drew. Same thing with the championship team, right? Once again, we, we know where Paul Pierce was before KG and Ray got here. Pierce was doing a lot of what Tatum was doing, giving your favorite player 27 a night, giving you buckets, hitting game winners all over the place. But it wasn't until they got together, and once again, even though they all they all had been to the conference finals individually, but the KG come over and say, okay. Um, yeah, you 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 don't scored a lot of buckets, but hey, motherfucker, we, we gotta defend. If we don't defend, we're not gonna um we're not gonna win. If we don't hit the post, we're we're not gonna win. Uh right, if we ain't coming off them curls uh the way you were doing earlier in, in Milwaukee, we're we're not gonna win. And I think maybe once again, it, it all looks differently. Obviously, no no one's gonna be uh Kevin Garnett, especially vocally. Um, but I think people lead in their own ways, and I think that's where you know JT, JB. And all everyone else has been there has been receptive to what what's what's been happening. Um, they were receptive even to probably even where Porzingis coming in. Because think about tonight, right? People people label Porzingis as being selfish and being, um, a guy that doesn't would, look like it to me, bro. Uh, that's for sure. So for him for him to be tonight, right? His 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 final line: nine points, five rebounds, two assists. He got four shots up, and they won by fourteen. He's never been on a team like that ever. Ever, I'm not in Latvia, not in Serbia, not in New York. Not he's got a lot of work. Loving it, man. He's got to be loving it. He did a lot of work that does didn't show up in the box score, though. You know, and I and I think that like that is super important too. That you're basically you're basically in a situation. And look, I I I want to do caveat this. Like, I I think that we're allowed to have this love fest for like what everybody is essentially calling the likely best five in the nba right now i think we're allowed to do that i really they do. are they are the best five in the NBA. Well, i'd say like because i do man. but the, the reason i want to caveat it is we've played eight fucking games that's the only reason i want to caveat it so one way or the other like yeah we shouldn't be freaking out but like you know um i think that like and also i will also say people that maybe overreacted to the two losses i i did have in my head guilty as charged that like i i was trained to believe that that our best championship teams like go on epic streaks at the very start of a regular season and i don't know if you guys remember 2000 2017 or no bro it's 17 like i was no. just thinking i had that number in my head i really did which is not fair i get that and i understand and i understand, and I understand the, 
I understand that the the, the regular season is different now, and I understand that there's like management situations and, and all that stuff. But when your point about Przingis Ray, I think is is so prophetic because at the end of the day, like, yeah, did we did we argue with you about the way that you were looking at previous iterations of this team and say like, come on, man, like, don't be so negative. Like, look, we have Jason Tatum. Look, we have this. I think yeah. both of us, both Bobby and I and you were kind of right in our own ways, because if you look at it from your perspective, you were correct that like they were not good enough. And they're so different now that like you can you can do a victory lap on the fact that like that iteration, of that team was thrown out like they're yeah. gone like that. So you were right that they weren't enough, And that iteration, of that team did come up short. But Bobby and I were also like, I don't know, man, you have these two guys. All you really have to do is like the simple thing to put this, this and this around them it was a little bit more complicated and like, damn, like Brad Stevens, like take a fucking bow, but take a fucking bow, like take a fucking bow, Brad Stevens. Like I, holy shit. Um, It makes me even believe more in Joe Missoula because that's what Brad's deciding to do because his wheeling and dealing is so good. But to, to hone in on what you're saying, like the thing about Porzingis, he's never been on a team like that. That makes the, and I, you know, knock on wood, that makes the injury situation. It makes me feel so much better about it because Agreed. He's a veteran. He can manage his way through this season if he's not being asked to bully his way, his team into the playoffs. And he's not. He's just not. And he did a lot of work off the ball. You know, he did a lot of the pass that led to the assist, which is my favorite stat that doesn't get counted in the NBA. It's fucking ludicrous. They should hockey it. In a, they should yeah, get hockey since we, I know it's a lot. We've talked about but, this for like yeah. three years. Yeah. 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 But like, I mean, that to me, because you remember Rondo, Rondo would have been better if he was like not as greedy for the immediate assist and like trying to get it to the guy who's going to score. Bro, I was, you know. I was. I anyway, watched the. Com- I watched the. Com- I watched the comeback last night, and Rondo was so fucking good. Rondo's so good. amazing. Rondo. Rondo was he's amazing, so and like the fact that if people are saying that he's not Hall of Fame, that's absolutely fucking blasphemous. But that's not what we're talking. Asinine. About. It's asinine. <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. The uh, Ray, do you not think he's Hall of Fame by your expression? I, I, I definitely do. Oh god, thank god. Okay, I was like, fuck it. Maybe now is the time. Let's have this argument. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, you look at Porzingis. It's like. It's I, I don't want to say he was taking a night off or, or anything silly like that, but it's like, dude, you just have to do your job. And I want to lead this into a conversation about Jalen Brown because what I'm seeing Jalen Brown's game turn into, like the commentators, and I there's, there's a point where I disagree with them. They're like pretty quiet by his standards for the first part of the season. I'm like, well, I don't know. I think this is a veteran team that's been to the playoffs. They've been to the show. They, you know, they know how to manage their way through a season. They know how many games they need to win. They know what they need. And now Jalen Brown is also in that position, Ray. Like he last year wasn't in the same position to essentially say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get mine against this guy. When I switch it on him, if somebody does this to me, I'm definitely responding. Like there was a moment where he got blocked on. I don't know who it was that blocked him. Maybe it was somebody fucking like hit, like slapped his fucking layup against the, against the backboard. And he took it down to the same exact spot. And I was like, take it to like in my head. I was like, take it to the same spot fucking give it to him and he took him to the post and he turned his like basically becoming i think a, a almost automatic turnaround jump shot from from close enough in and he hits it right in the dude's face and he kind of smiles and i'm like that's always who i wanted jalen brown to be and if you're putting him in a position where he doesn't have to do like intense rebound wars or fucking diving for the ball when it's going out of bounds because like porzingis is a presence and this is happening over here and this is happening over here can we can we give Jalen Brown a little credit for tonight in that in that way? And can we say is is his e- efficacy going to go through the roof now that he doesn't have to do two of the of the five things that he was asked to do last season? I like the way you said that. Absolutely, no, no I mean, no, that, that's that's spot on. Um, it, it, it absolutely will. Um, he because so Tatum Tatum 
his game, he's not a cutter. That's just not his game. He's not. He's I never going to do it. He's just not going to do it. Go. So, um, JB, because he's athletic <laughs> I wish he was. <laughs> Sometimes. It'd be so beautiful. It'd be so <laughs> yeah. beautiful. I just, you know, I, I see it in my dreams, bro. Yeah. One, one skill, one skill yeah. at a time. He's getting to the post a little bit. No, I, I know, I know, I know. So, yeah. We're all from a certain era of basketball. Though, yeah, but- dropping 30 <laughs> instead of 50 at night. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, There'd be but- yams in there, you know. <laughs> But would, would they, would they imagine, learning, imagine. Right. Would uh would JB learning to to cut? Well, not even learning to cut, but having the willingness to cut, um, is changing his game. And then now because he's getting ahead of the break, he's able to do that that Tracy McGrady one dribble pull up three. Um, and then Ooh, it's fucking it's Tracy so McGrady. Pretty. It's and so then, pretty. Um, yeah, I mean, at, at times he took threes, bro. Yeah, and then um, and then that that turnaround shot you're 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 talking about. Um, I will stand by this until he retires. I firmly believe that mid-range jumper he got was from Gordon Hayward. If you look at Gordon Hayward, really? Interesting. Yeah, look, look, look at look at that, oh, that, wow. that that plant. plant you're right. The, he didn't used to have it. No, but that plant on the left foot. Pivot, he kind of pushes off, right? He kind that, of pushes is, off, yeah, but he that doesn't. Is Gordon Hayward. That is Gordon Hayward. Oh wow! I'm gonna have team. to look at that. Watch watch the tape when he was in Utah. Even even he had some moments here when once he started to get right again when he when he was feeling it you could, that 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 right that play on the left. Wait, but can, can I ask you a question about yeah, about this ending that jump shot because that's so interesting to me because I love that I love the form of that shot. Yeah, Way Brown is able to he's able to turn on the ball of his foot with this like yeah. incredible pivot. It's it was it was Hayward yeah. like he's he turns so I hard mean, he, he's, he's, that he's he like right. explodes off the guy yeah. and he goes back at this like corner angle where I'm just like oh it's so fucking pretty like I just like I like looking yeah, he, at him. He, he's more and he's he can get it up and over he can get it up and over anyone man yeah. anyone yeah because he's got those arms. Yeah, he's more athletic than Hayward, so that's why it looks it looks different, obviously. But Hayward, Hayward had to be more fundamentally fundamentally sound. So it's less of a but like a ball pivot and more like a he's yeah. sliding. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. It. It, I get it, it. It 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 works. And once again, I, I and he he may say it later on in his career, but I I will I will I will that's stand a good on take. Which I'm glad that's, that's on, 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 take until, on tape until until I hear otherwise of who who showed him. I just I look at that move and I say that is Gordon Hayward's signature move. I love it. Practice and because I always just saw Gordon Hayward as like a take two steps and shoot a three guy, but I mean maybe yeah, that was Gordon Hayward. He was a baller back in the day. Yeah, man. Before like before he gets to us and the anything happens. Watch those like, Utah tapes. I remember I remember him day, from man. college. He was good. I remember from college. Yeah. I remember from college. Yeah. I don't think he had that kind got, of skill set. He got that contract. He got that contract for a reason, bro. I would watch. So. And once again, I, I didn't mean to turn it into that, but just I would I would watch the that's what we do, watch, bro. Watch what we do. What's the 2017 first round series between the Clippers and Jazz, where he abused LA all series? Now I think the Clippers ended up winning that series, but he went off. Um, and I think game three we had 40 on them. Like he he was doing everything he could, which is why we were so excited to get him. Obviously, and unfortunately, it didn't work out the way that we envisioned. But yeah, yeah. but I, I firmly believe that that's where. Uh, JB got it from him. Once again, I'm glad that he's mastered it. I also think that he's he studies from Demar Derozan as well. I think Demar Derozan is the as the best mid range jump shooter uh, this league has seen since Sean Livingston, um, and or maybe even for Hamilton if you want to go there. But uh, stop yeah, stop dropping stop dropping nostalgic basketball names. We're gonna, well, we're gonna I mean, start can, I, can I just just for <laughs> one second? Can I actually ask you something? Like because obviously the mid range game is like not what it was when we were even you know 15 years younger or whatever. Right. Um. Carmelo Anthony, 
you know, yeah, like I think, yeah, like I, I think, it. like to me, that was like a guy who, and Unreal. I think, I think, comp- comparatively speaking, I, I don't think their games are, are similar. But if we're talking about JB and the, I think it could have been if Carmelo was in the right situation. Well, Carmelo had this like bulk to him and this kind of athleticism with that bulk that he could use to compete athletically early on with guys like LeBron James. So, like when you're talking about Carmelo Anthony, like you, I think, I think, to, in order to not sound like you're a fucking boob, you have to be really careful because it's easy to forget how incredible he was when he first got to the league and like how he was in the conversation He's for, so good, yeah. you know, like it, like he dropped out of the conversation admittedly, like I'm not saying he didn't, but yeah. when he first got there, like he, I loved him. Like of all that crop, like the D Wade, Chris Bosh, LeBron James, fucking still wild. They all ended up on the same team in that fucking draft class, but uh, fucking uh, Carmelo Anthony, like, the, you know, these guys that came into the league all sort of at the same time. And like, LeBron was sort of on record with posterity being like, Carmelo's my peer. I love that guy. But it's like what he was really saying was like, I'm still going and I'm I have like a whole separate second NBA career after like I blew this guy out of the fucking water. It's crazy. LeBron's the guy that he's still playing. I mean, honestly, like (laughs) it's nothing you can say about it at this point. Like it just is what it is. But I LeBron is also kind of petty like that where he's like, I, I know you guys used to compare me to him, but like we're done with that. Right. I know he's doing that. But Carmelo's mid range game when he would he would stop with his two feet so close together when he would like pull up with that mid range. So nice. Yeah. He would stop so suddenly that he would like, there was just nobody around him. I think JB is not like that, but I think he has an athleticism that sets him apart in the mid range because in there you need to be strong and you need to be like physical. Like once you cross the perimeter line, like that's when it all, that's when it's like, all right, you want to be in here? Like, let's go. And there's a lot of teams that do that. And Brooklyn Nets are one of them. They were a little beat up tonight. Um, you know, I, I think I like their previous iteration better than their current iteration, like the sort of Jared Allen, you know, that whole thing go- going on. But like, yeah, we, we, we would be looking at them as NBA champions had they kept, um, when, when did Witty, Jared Allen and those guys were on the bench. Once again, mm-hmm. that team, that team, it just took Philly. Yeah, I know it's tough. I know people just one foot, one foot, bro. One foot. Yeah. One, yeah one, literally, um, one foot. One, really one centimeter probably. Right. Um, before we before we move on from Jalen though, before we move on, I have I have that the. Do you guys think that at this point, I think what we're gonna we're gonna see a higher ceiling from Jalen this year because when you look at what he can actually be now, he can be that guy that you can just go to as as a streaky scorer, and he can drop thirty to forty on any given night. But if he doesn't have it because of this team that we have now, you're not going to see that Jalen force and jump shots like he used to. You know what I mean? It's it's so much nicer, this new version. Well, of I mean, yeah, back. the drop 30 to 40 thing is like, that's fine. And like, if he does that, that's great. I, I much prefer him cast in this new role as like the floor guy. You know, like yeah, set, he can set be him the... as the floor guy instead of, yeah. and have Tatum be the ceiling guy. And you know, I think it is a good transition into Tatum, but I will stay on JB per your request for a second and let Ray uh, chime in on this too. The the idea that that JB can like get into the game on at his own pace and on his own terms and doesn't have to be like first so quarter better, JB man. is is yeah. is here and then like he kind of fades from it. It's like no, like you need to be calm. The way that his game works, it's like he's a matchup guy. I've been saying this for a long time, and it's like it's like really nice to see it come to fruition. It's like. If he he has probably more mismatches available to him on the court and one-on-one defensive situations than anybody else on the Celtics because of his athleticism, his his build, and the way that his game is, and I and I think this is true 
comparing him to Tatum also. Like, I think that Tatum, there's guys that can guard him. Like, there's guys that situationally can put Tatum in a, in a box if they get the right help and, like, stuff like that. It, well, forget the help. In one-on-one situations, if you put a guard that's too small in JB, he can take you to the post. And he can fuck kill you, which we just we just talked about. If you put a big man on him that's too slow, he can take you out to the perimeter. And like what he needs is just a little time to find those matchups, to like find the people that he's gonna bully on the court. Like he's a flat track bully in that way. And I think Ray, do you agree? Or am, am I misreading his Yeah, no, I mean, no, I I think that that is that's correct in that in that um that narrative about him. I feel like with him, he's always like I said, he's always been a guy that can do bully ball. Yeah, and that's where you say he's similar to Melo. Like you, I don't him. like when like when like Jimmy Butler switched on him. You know what I mean? Like that's not my ideal situation. Like him versus JB. Truth, truth be told, JB versus JB. But see, the thing is, JB's thing is not an athletic thing; it's a mental thing. Right, yeah, but like I don't want to get to that position. Is what I'm that's saying. That's like, that's like, but, but that was always the problem. And that's what makes Jimmy, that's what makes Jimmy like, great. If we're being honest, he, it, yeah. So right, it makes Jimmy great, right. Makes but you I'm know? saying like don't like mentally let him get into the game the way that he needs to get into the game and like and protect that part of his game so he doesn't do that kind of stuff or switch himself yeah. into those positions in the fucking first place. Is that's like that's my point. But honestly, and, and, I, I want I want him to go ahead. So if, if we do face them later on or whatever I, they face later on here, I because once again, so I got how do I say this? Okay, this is a guy that myself and some others wanted for Jalen Brown draft night. People said, go yeah. get Jimmy Butler. Of course. Right? No, bro, I was so and, in on and, that trade. Again, I, I was I, so I, in I, on I, that I, trade. I, I admittedly was upset that that trade did not happen. So I was, I was, I was 100% yeah, I, 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 I was behind that. that. I was like, you know, um, that that's that's where I was at. Right? I was I'm, a big fan of JB at Cal because I was yeah. on the West Coast and I had seen him play right. live. So I, I, mean, I maybe so, got spared that that fate. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, so I I get it, right? But um, with him, with Jalen Brown, I was like, look, Dude, athletically, there's maybe ten to fifteen guys. If that, that um, might be high. That yeah, that might be too much yeah. to give. Like there, there's not many that can guard him when he when he's on. Right. And once again, just once again, take people want to troll and joke about the left hand thing. I'm telling you, he can still finish his left hand. Jalen Brown says, but Jalen Brown says, I'm I'm going to the cup and I'm going to score. Or I'm going to get to the yeah. line. Yeah. Like. That there's not many that's going to be to stay in front of him. The th- the th- you know, that's the problem. Yeah. The thing is, the thing with that whole thing is like that was always an issue though because it got to a position where we were forcing it with JB, where he felt like he was forcing it. I mean, but, was but that was when the plays would break down, right? Like that's when but, the plays right. Would break down. And, and and it's when he he would start forcing his shot because but Tatum he, did you know, too. Tatum the, did too. You just well, were, it, you were just more okay with it when Tatum did it. Well, yeah, of course, but I'm saying like now that's not a thing anymore. You know what I mean? Now you just fit if if you, he gets into that mental state where you see him start driving to that same fucking spot that he always goes to and he always loses the shit. You start fading the offense away from him towards your yeah. other three fucking weapons that you have. We were you know manageable. I mean? you, you, we used to be manageable in that sense. You know, you can manage yeah, the Celtics to, to a result. Just can't, I just, yeah. I mean, but it just goes back to the point that we were talking about earlier. It's like now the. And not to oversimplify it, but it, it really is a simple. It's pretty simple. We can no longer <laughs> up on the Jays. It, it, it's just, just that you simple. Can't. You cannot load up on them. You cannot just send two once again. And I'm and I'm really speaking to our exposure because that's really the guy. He 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 would just send two and say, okay, well, uh, 
you know, someone's going to have to beat me. Someone else is going to have to beat me besides him. But, but, he, but he was also funneling. Like, I know what you're saying, not to oversimplify, but like what Spolster did, and it, it, it simplified it enough that other coaches were able to replicate it, is it was yeah. like, it was like not necessarily, yeah, you can load up on the Jays, but you funnel them into the worst parts of their game. Like you make yeah, them start yeah. playing the worst parts of their game. And then what happens is you get all these mismatches on the rest of the team because it brings me back to my original point, guys. Like, I don't think the team was that good. Before we made these yeah, trades, it was like, I, I like. I think like Marcus Smart and 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 Al Horford and Rob Williams are all should all be bench guys on a fucking championship team. I think what we're kind of learning, true. right? Like, that's a hundred. You already look best. at how it's how how the the, uh, the out what's the right word the fallout of this is happening. Where like yeah. Marcus is on an zero and eight team, Robert Williams yeah. is out for the season, Grant Williams is a no show in Dallas. So like, no, 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 Grant's doing good. Even even I have to admit that. Even I have to admit that. He's been a real bright spark for them. But you know what's going to happen? He's going to go to the playoffs. You're going to be like, Grant, do that thing where you hit those corner threes like you did from the regular season. He'll be like, all right, no problem. I went 0 and 15. (laughs) It's going to be like, Jesus Christ. Another thing, too, that you can't understate is exactly, it kind of reiterates exactly what you just said is, it's contagious when shots fall, guys. Yes. It's fucking contagious. So when Grant Grant Williams was a symptom. Of a different problem. Grant Williams could would actually, if I'm being honest, I was the biggest Grant Williams hater on this podcast by far. He would be perfect on a team like this. We have bench depth issues, especially around that position. And honestly, he was a symptom of a leadership issue that I don't think exists anymore. There was a vacuum of leadership because of how Marcus Smart led and he was asked to, or allowed to be the only kind of vocal leader on the team. And now that he's left... You wouldn't hear from Grant Williams is the thing. You wouldn't hear from him in the game. You wouldn't rely on him enough in the game for him to just be like having a fucking voice in the huddle. So like all the problems that we had before, because like Drew Holiday, like like for my first instinct and tell me if there's a physical mismatch that I'm completely missing. But when you were like, Drew, I, I want JB to try and take on Jimmy Butler. He's got to like go get that scout because everybody was like, fuck it. You know, like I want to trade J and like he's been a victim of trade rumors since before he was even drafted here. Right. Well, Essentially, yeah. it's like it's true of Jalen Brown every year. Yeah. I really my first instinct and maybe this is not having enough faith in JB and where what he can become. Ray, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I? I I think Drew Holiday should pick up Jimmy Butler and like he should just take Jimmy Butler and just be like a, an oxygen bag on the spark that is Jimmy Butler, just like take him over here and let the bomb explode yeah. over here. You know, he walks to the bench. You yeah. walk. To yeah, the bench. exactly. Smother him with Drew holiday. Is it yeah, a I physical mean, mismatch that I'm I mean, missing? To, I think he can to, do that. Yeah. To, to an extent. Yes. Um, I also saw Jimmy give during his teammates 56 points in the first round last year. Um, that's a, that's a it, thing that could happen. Yeah, regardless that, of what yeah. you do, <laughs> that I, I was, I was like, whoa, and we all collectively was like, whoa, like, is it, it was like, are you watching this? Are you seeing this happen, uh, right now? Um, so Can we agree though that there's huge defensive problems on the Milwaukee Bucks that maybe we, where Drew Holiday was pasting over. Oh, like, for sure. He, like we're looking at this. I mean, no, it's, I know again, it's, it's only been eight just, games, but it's not even just Drew though. And much as I can't stand him, Gracie, Grayson Allen leaving is a problem. Um, he was a defensive player. That's just yeah. a fact. You um, know? Middleton, Middleton, Middleton being telling himself is, is a problem. Uh, them not putting uh, Brooke Lopez in the right covers defensively is, is also a problem. Like to me, if I'm them, and once again, hopefully they're not listening to this. Um, <laughs> I personally, 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 I, I have the solution. Don't tell them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I I would I would start Barbie Porter for, for this year's team. I would start Barbie Porter to put Brook Lopez. Bro, on. If he start, I would I would start by I like Bobby Porter a lot. I always have. 
Yeah. Um, so I, I think if you put Portis in there, and it's Portis, Giannis, Middleton, um, Beasley, and uh, and 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 Lillard, then that team looks a little differently defensively because um, they they'll be able to switch a little bit more, um, and then they can they can switch and recover. So, um, I don't I don't know. I, I, once again, I don't think they're going to. I'll do say that. this as a brief as a brief. Just we should do this little segment on the Milwaukee Bucks because I think it's fair to talk about them because like they are obviously our number one uh, rival in the East. Um, I have been very buoyed by their kind of lack of defensive presence and like how Dame is not fitting in. And it's only been eight games. We're going to improve. Like our flow is going to improve. Their flow is going to improve. This, the Sixers flow improved automatically by taking James Harden out of there because that's what you're supposed to do. If you want the flow of your team to go better, you take James Harden out and you send him somewhere else. Um, I'm out on the fucking Clippers with James Harden on them, but I'm 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 in a little bit on the Sixers without him. Uh, but I he's apparently you know, he's apparently already disgruntled. Is is the word I don't know if I've ever seen him gruntled. Hey, look, look to be honest he, with you, look what happened when he walked into the locker room. It's so bad, man. Into the locker room, he was basically like, he was like, "What's up, gang?" <laughs> he looked he looked to the left, crickets. He looked to the right, crickets. And the only one that said hello to him was his former teammate. And that even took a while for him to say something, which was Russell Westbrook. So they they clearly wasn't happy about it. That was a Steve Ballmer and Lawrence Frank move. Okay, that but was, all right, uh, sure. But if you're Steve Ballmer, I mean, I know Steve Ballmer plays like 2K, like the 2K version of, of owning an NBA team, but like, because he's got so much fuck you money, it doesn't matter. Bro, but like, do it, bro. yeah, same. And I know it's not going to work, but and I agree with you, but. I mean, Jesus Christ! How many games have fucking? How many games have they all been on the floor for together at this point? <laughs> like, it's like you might as fucking well, you know? Like, Jesus Christ! Like, th- there was two years ago they were saying, oh, I mean, the the Clippers are like what the Celtics wish they could be with those two guys, you know? The fucking Clippers are 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 Jay, are uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George, but that's just like a better version of Jason Tatum and 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 Jalen Brown. It's like, yeah, okay, buddy. Like, they're old. They don't give a fuck anymore. They cannot get on the fucking court. Like, it's bad. Yeah. Um. Oh, you got a new arena? You're just going to have less people coming to see you now. I heard because, that arena is like, going to be fucking sick, though. I'm sure it is, dude. I love the Staples Center. As somebody who is from Boston and has hated the LA Lakers my entire life, the Staples Center is the most convenient and lovely like I can't deny it. Like you show up, you can get dropped off by an Uber, like f- twenty paces from the from the entrance. It takes you like because there, there's fifty fucking entrances. Bro, They're TD's all like that now. TD's like that. It's been now. a few years since I was at TD. I'm sure since TD's Ray got there, he looked pretty dope now, I'm man. Sure the since new Ray got TD there, he is pretty sick. I I'm not saying that you're not running a great shop over there. Hey, I'm not saying. Hey, that, all right. But I'm just saying, no, like, and I, of course it's blasphemous, it's blasphemous, but I will say this. Every time I've exited the TD Garden, I was in a new part of Boston that I'd never seen before. And I've exited the TD Garden. Does, and you, you, remember so you how many exits exit? actually are there and where do they leave? You remember how, remember you I always used to new exit? a strange place. You always used to exit in, in construction, construction tunnels lined with, with yeah. warning tape and I, I think when banners they were building everywhere. It, when they were building it, they shouldn't have used the Narnia doors. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have fucking decided to buy the doors from the fucking closet in Narnia because every time you walk out, you're like, "This is not a place in Boston I've been to before." And I've lived here my whole fucking life, so uh, that's cool. But like, whatever. Uh, all things, all things being equal, we have to dedicate a little bit of time to Jason Tatum. I think the most encouraging thing about his game, the maturity, sure, in his like sort of frame and like how he's he's coming to the game physically, but also I think there's a and 
this might be just my brain connecting dots. Bobby, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Jason Tatum that has a goose egg in the first quarter, like he does tonight, has a another goose egg in the second quarter, like one to two to three years ago. But this time, this year, with this iteration of the team, he has a goose egg in the first quarter. JB has a big quarter. And then the second quarter, he scores 13 points in like what felt like 1.6 seconds. Like he scores 13 points in absolutely no time flat in the second quarter. And then he continues to just hit big shots for the remainder of the game. And I think that that is like what we were all just waiting. Like you, you weren't waiting at this point for him to add another thing to his game, like going to the hoop a certain way or like finishing a certain way or scoring at all three levels that Ray's like always been banging the drum about like for, for the last three years now. What you were waiting for is like his final iteration as like a mature veteran player to say like, I know how to manage myself through a game. I know when to apply my game. And I know that if I score no points in the first quarter, I can go and score 13 in like two seconds in the second, right? Like, I think that's the 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 kind of the ceiling of what we're seeing from him this season. Or it, it, did I miss it? Had that, had that already happened? And I, and I maybe wasn't paying attention. And it only no, counts I for just... the playoffs anyway, I, I guess. But like, what are we doing here? I think a lot of the times what we saw in the past is like he would start forcing the issue because he had to, because if he had one of those quarters, the Celtics weren't in their Same thing as JB The Celtics like, weren't like playing their game earlier. Right. Exactly. And, and it started to get stagnant and like bad things start happening. Marcus start Jack. But now man, he can let the game come to him because the Celtics offense like is already year. flowing. Things are already moving. One of the best moving. things about his rookie year is he, how much he let the game come to him. Ex- exactly, yeah. man. Exactly. And now things are moving. And, you know, it's not all about JT initiating every single play. It's not about, you know, what is JT going to do on this specific play? No, we're going to run... We're gonna run a play, which is a cool new concept that they we do. do have plays now. We're, we we have we plays. Um, we're gonna run a play and do this screen for Porzingis over here, and then we're gonna do this, you know, switch up top with Drew, and then hopefully that opens up Tatum over here. If not, we have a Brown on the backside. You know what I mean? And it's just there's so much more nuance to this team that it sets Tatum up. I think to get in those rhythms. And it's the same thing with Brown, man. It it goes hand in hand where it's like, they don't need to set up their own rhythm and get hot anymore. It's starting to be set up for them. You know what I mean? And and those looks are there for them to take. When they're going to have an impact on the game. Right. And And it's it's such a more, so different. Yeah. 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 Which is more, it's so important for the regular season too. Ray, I mean, what did, what did you make of Tatum tonight in person? Do you, do you notice any differences? So, this is this is more of a funny point before I get into that. So uh, where I was sitting at, uh, obviously, like you said, you just mentioned Tatum has zero in the first quarter and even a little bit into the second quarter. So um, uh, this guy, about two guys behind me, had to parlay for him to get over twenty seven points. So you no, know, he's at, he's at he's at zero for the first you know ten to twelve minutes, and they're just like, yo, like what the fuck's going on, man? Like this is crazy. So you know the running joke all night. I turned back to him. I'm like, I'm like, hey guys, you know <laughs> we're winning the game. He's a team player. So you know we're, we're laughing about that. So every time you every time you every time you got a rebound, I'm like ah that's rebound number five. He's a team player. Oh, he just passed it to JV. He's a team player. Uh, so they was like, man, fuck the team player. We're trying to we're trying to get him the twenty seven points so I can get a thousand dollars tonight. Those I, I I I feel you. So um, I he gets twenty seven. No, he got twenty three tonight. Um, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah twenty twenty three. But once again, twenty three points, ten rebounds. Once again, that with him. In years past, it would it would have been fourteen points, maybe six rebounds, two assists, but 
he's always in any, and I can credit Eddie House with this point because he's right on about, about this. Whenever Tatum is getting eight rebounds or more, he's usually engaged in the game. Whether he's scoring, oh, I love it when Tatum is rebounding, yeah, man. But whether he's yeah. scoring a lot or not, right? So I I think that that second quarter where, like you said, and you're right, Dave, because I literally I went to get, uh, you know, I, I I went I looked down to grab like my shirt that they gave us or whatever. I looked up and it was like JT four three. I checked my messages about something. JT four three timeout Brooklyn. I'm like, oh, I was like, I was like, what happened? Like, what happened? Like, yeah. this just happened in a flash. Ninety seconds. So it, it, it's it's a beautiful thing to to watch. Um, also too, and this is credit to Joe Mazzulla, whoever uh, came up with this idea. To have we don't, t- we don't give credit to Joe Mazzulla. Yeah, to show. have to have to have Tatum. Uh, yeah, I know, I know, it's, it's hard to relinquish that. Um, we, no, we, I mean, I thought he sucked tonight. Also, I thought he was uh, alright a couple other games, but I thought he sucked tonight. If yeah. you wanted to talk about it, we can. But yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm saying, just, I'm saying, just for this, I say, if he's the one that's doing this, um, the subject pattern that he has for Tatum, as far as coming in with the second unit and just letting Tatum run the offense or whatever. Um, I I love that honestly. I think that that's great. I think that that's a way to get Tatum uh, Tatum free freed up and have someone that can't really guard him, or really really most people can't guard him. But there's definitely not anyone on the second unit that can uh, guard him, especially on Brooklyn. Once again, the only person that could remotely guard uh, Tatum was in street clothes tonight. And, and, you know, his, his name was Ben Simmons. So um, that that he was can cool. guard Jason. Yeah, that, dur- yeah. During Infinity Smith tried, and once again during during Infinity Smith is a very good. Uh, defender, I would love to have him here if, if, if there was ever uh, a chance to grab him. Um, but it's like he 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 tried, but you know we we have a thing uh, that you know my grandma used to say. But you know bless his heart, like <laughs> bless his heart. And it's just like dude, like you you don't you don't have a shot. And you know um, once Tato caught fire, then you know it it, it trickled down to, to others. And uh, once again, Hauser was great, Pritchard was great tonight. Um, there was a rebound that Pritchard got, I think in the, the offensive rebound is off his own free throw. Yeah, and I was just like, bro, like, what, where, where was this? And he yeah. got a pretty high for it. It wasn't I mean, like Brooklyn was like, no, he can rebound, bro. Pritchard can rebound. But Pritchard, let's not start this, Bobby, for Christ's sake. Right. You know, no, 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 I don't, no, like, no, I don't no, like Pritchard this no, year. You're, you're, I don't. You're, you're right, you're right, Bobby. But he, he, he is someone that has a nose for the he's ball. He's sneaky, bro. He sneaks he's in very, there. He's very good at rebound for for a guy his size. Um, like I remember, like his rookie year. Once again, we're 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 always going to the Miami Heat, bro. Come on, they put, they put back the in. Heat is the uh, last team that Pritchard can play against in the playoffs of all the teams we're going to see in the that's playoffs. Very true. The Heat, they're um, literally going to switch true. on him so hard, and he's just going to get murdered. He's such a defensive liability in the playoffs. It's such it's so disastrous. But, he's, yeah, he's I mean, incredibly I mean, streaky. He's like you know, streaky you know, like players used to be able to be allowed to be when they were like it was like two thousand four. What's beautiful about this team, though, right, is we have the ability now to let guys be streaky. And that wasn't a yeah. thing that we now, had well, before. Well, you're also talking about the start of the regular season, Bob. Like, I know. Are you, but, not, but, are you not a little but, concerned about the depth hey, of the bench? Like, we have to do something, no? I am. I am a little bit concerned. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, when you have the setup like Ray just said, when you have a guy like JT out there trying to be the field general for that second unit – once those shots start falling, they usually don't stop for guys like that. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's enough offense. I think that enough- I think that I would take that point, and I think that's a correct point. But I would apply it to Sam Hauser before I would I would apply it to Peyton Pritchard personally. Yeah, I think it, I like Sam Hauser. That's facts. That's facts. I, I, I like I like Sam Hauser's shot. I like that he takes shots. 
I like that he see, and we haven't seen a lot of examples of this, but I have a, I have an, I have an inclination that he likes. He's more likely to sink a three if the situation is bigger than Sam Hauser shooting a three calls for. And like there was a couple moments when he shot a three where I'm like he he caught and shot that so confidently that like I want to believe that like if he caught the ball in a situation where he shouldn't have the ball it's, in like a big moment where like he shouldn't he did like, it last something year went wrong and yeah the Milwaukee game last year yeah, yeah but I'm talking about I'm year, talking about bro. doing I'm talking about doing it on a team that has genuine championship aspirations and not because we ran out like, of options. So you're talking like Robert not because Ori. We ran out, like not because Robert we were, Ori yeah, ended yeah. up with the ball at the yeah, top of the exactly. three line. And not because right. we ran out of options and we were like, Sam Hauser, can you bail us out? That's not a situation I accept from the current iteration of the Celtics. Like, I don't accept that at all. But if for some reason we got into a situation where Sam Hauser got the ball and it was like, it wasn't against the run of play. Like, it was fine that he got the ball. And he just was like, I'm fucking Sam Hauser, motherfucker. And he just sunk a like a, a three that was like two steps away from the three point line, like a Steph Curry three. I could and see hits it. it hard, hits and it, it just hard and it, it buries oh. it, like just hits yeah. off the back of the you know, and just goes the in. Like, oh, those, are the, also, those I, are the best ones. Those are the best. I also will say this about Sam Hauser: I don't see him as as much of a defensive liability in a decent scheme. He can get in front of people. Yeah, he can get in front of people. I see Payne Pritchard as a. Always defensive liability. Yeah, can I just can I just (laughs) before before um I think Pritchard has been the worst player of our regulars so far this season, and I don't think it's that close. He's good when it's doesn't count. That's yeah. I think he's like the opposite. He's he's rough when when the offense is running through him. It's very noticeable. There's 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 so much more shakiness and yeah. I don't I don't like it when Pritchard is the is the guy out there. I'm not Ray a big Pritchard, fan. Pritchard, Ray? however, wait, the the other Cornet man tonight shut me the fuck up because I was no, I had a whole thing prepared. I know, but I had a whole thing prepared. How that's 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 the biggest that's the biggest downfall or could be the biggest downfall of this team is the fact that Porzingis and Horford are what we're relying on for our front court, which I get it's, it's awesome right now, but man, Al Horford is a liability. We need you, Blake. Come back. We need, <laughs> we need some, we, we need something, man. If Cornette can do what he did tonight. Awesome. Um, But it was just oh, funny because I saw him out on the floor and I'm like, Listen, Al's out. Al's out, and our answer is to play Cornette significant minutes. I get that it's game eight, but game six is it. I also uh, just let, I will also eight. just let you know that like Brooklyn was unable to rebound the ball tonight. Like that, like the fact that I to me it's like Luke Cornette rebounding the ball tonight well or like playing well around the rim tonight was a clear indication that they were even more beat up than we were around the rim, and Cornette was able to make plays. I'm not taking anything away from the guy. I think it's all it's all fun and games when he's in there. I, I don't think that he – Ray, am I crazy? Is, can Luke no, I mean, really be that no, guy? I mean, oh, you're I, not crazy? No, I, I, I firmly believe that he should not be out there unless it's a 30-point lead or, you know, um, he, he's a spot starter or whatever like that. You know, fine. Um, But once again, if, if you're going to give me 8-4, and 8-5, and five, yo, that's – That's that's great. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's that's so – I, I will that glad- was tonight though, and I think tonight was his ceiling. Is my is my concern? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean the other night he had eleven and five. I, I think it's um, I forget he had eleven and five against somebody else the other night. I forget, but if he gets um, going, he can he can play, yeah, man. But I mean, like yeah. it's so um, he he once again, I I think with him, 
like defensively, obviously, like I say, he's not going to be that guy defensively. We know that. Um, but he is someone that knows how to move in the pick and roll. And they they know how to find him. They find him. And do we run the pick and roll? Like, do we really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with him, we, he, he runs it like him, him and do, Drew run. But do we but do we run like kind of like a fake pick and roll? Like sometimes when the bench guys are out there, that's not like I, I thought we were calling for like Porzingis and someone. And I haven't really I'm seen. I'm talking about the bench right now, but I mean during. I mean no, I've I've, I've seen Holiday run it with a few they, people. They they run pick and rolls. Yeah. Screen. Yeah. Screen yeah. screen it's it's screen like a screen it's very screen. soft pick and roll. I don't love how we do it. Well, because I, they, I, I mean they're, they're picking, I know I'm nitpicking at this point. I am nitpicking at this point. <laughs> no, but they, I mean don't. No, I mean it's fine. I mean that's. I mean that's. I mean there's only there's only a small sample size to to, to speak of. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Um. There. The more so. I'll I'll emphasize on Porzingis. Like he's. He's setting the screen at the top of the key, but then if he sees the guy that's in the corner that's guarding either JB or or Tanner for that matter, as soon as he sees that guy um come sag off, yeah. you know, he's catching it. He's catching it's beautiful, he's, man. He's finding whoever in the corner. But that's and I, that's the thing. He like said, he said theory, this. Yeah. We said this when he got traded. We was like the most underrated part of his game. Wasn't wasn't the offense? Or it, it was his passing, yeah. and he's already shown a few times that he passes. He he works very well so out out the double team. Yeah, he works very well in the mid post. So my thing is that's the zone buster right there. When teams keep working zone, so that's Miami. Yeah, some they like to run zone. You put Porzingis in the middle, and you let whoever that guy draws off comes off the double, comes off the corner. You find him in the corner, or you drive to the basket to get. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you remember? It, you remember when? Uh, you remember in the love it, when he fades into the corner too. I Fucking like that love too. It when he does that I, shit. Well, I, well, I think something yeah. that Ray just said is is important too. Like the way he catches the ball, like the way he catches the ball is like a possession based catch. Like he covers it and catches it in a sense oh. where he's like, I have the ball here right now, and I'll either release because mm-hmm. he's got a quicker release than you would expect yeah. when he's in certain positions, and it's obviously an incredibly tall release, so it doesn't really matter if anyone's switching to him. Like he only needs like. It's kind of like it's a little bit like Tatum. Like he only needs like a half a step to basically have like stretch on you, right? To get a clean look at the basket. But I used to call it, I mean, this was literally not a thing that people said. It was just a thing I used to say. When do you remember when KG would take the the low post and Rondo would kind of like sky kick it into him to start off like an offensive uh set where like he would he would be like close to the yeah, elbow. That was a play. Yeah, 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 but like it would. It, I used to call it our kindergarten setup because it was always the thing we did when we like weren't in a flow and we had to like restart. So Rondo yeah. would take it over to the corner and he would just like watch for whoever would kind of come to him to play defense, and then he would just like knock it wow. over their head. Yeah. KG would yep. take it high, right? He would take it super high where he was almost daring the guy who, towards the end of his career, no one was really, or towards the end of his prime, I should say, nobody was really trying this on, but. He would take it high to be like, go on, go try to get it. Like he would dare the person guarding behind him to go try to get it because they would already have to be on him because he was like such a weapon down there. And then it was either he would look around, he would take it to the chest, he would look around and he would say, I can dish it this way or I can dish it this way. Or if the play breaks down because we're in our kindergarten set, I'll just turn around and hit, probably hit a fucking just disgusting fucking turnaround jump shot right that open leg that open leg just like disgusting like like i just just, like i'm just gonna show you my whole nutsack when i turn around for this fucking it's so beautiful like you just have to look at every every fucking wrinkle on my nutsack when i turn around for this jump shot and i'm gonna say something when we're walking away now listen i mean i don't mean to wax lyrical about kg and his nutsack but 
what I love about Porzingis, it's not that. It's obviously it's not that like KG and like in the elbow was like one of the most elite power forwards to ever do that. The only person that can really have anything to say about that situation was Tim Duncan. Right. And we're not talking about that right now. What we're talking about is like Porzingis has that kind of catch where I'm like, okay, the ball's there now. Like it's there. It's it's established in that place that Porzingis is. And that makes his playmaking so much easier because he's so possession based. Is that is that something you guys have noticed also? Like, yes. that, I think it yes. opens yes. up playmaking from the elbow. Like, the Nuggets have that, and it won them a fucking championship. Well, I'm not saying Jokic, but... You yeah, think about it's, it, 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 it all goes back to that same point, man, where it's like the defense, when, when Porzingis gets it at the elbow, all five guys, their eyes are on him. Yeah. You know what I mean? All yeah. five guys' eyes are on him, and, and that takes their eyes off of Tatum, takes the eyes off of Brett. It, it creates so much more just having the length also that presence there. It, it limits yeah. their defensive vision. Like, the length right. that we bring, right. once we get length inside, like, they can't see past him. Like, I can't see past him, and I have, like, this angle on from the TV. Where like where where were your seats right? Like what like height were you looking at him from? I was in low six, row six. I was pretty close to the floor. So you were oh, like shit. Oh, were like, shit. You were camera height though. You were basically camera height. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like prime. It's like that they chose the cameras to be there for a reason, right? right exactly. So like, but do you think that like you can see guys that are smaller? And I think Brooklyn looked small tonight. Like we made them look incredibly small. Does do you think yeah, that? that sure. They, they they have a bunch of bunch of perimeter guys, so a lot of yeah. guys. I mean, and we they had six, nobody that could like cause six, any seven, sort of screen six, seven zero. Is zero. six seven is not small, but obviously when you're when you're seven three, obviously that that's that's nothing. But um, I want to I want to go a step further just to give the listeners a more um you know concrete view, uh idea of what immersive experience. Yeah. So, put your VR headsets on, everybody. Right, exactly. So the so the the Washington game right now. Listen, no one's going to accuse Washington of being this phenomenal defensive team. They even weren't phenomenal with John Wall and Bradley Beal as defensively. Like they 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 weren't. They were okay, but they weren't someone that was. Yeah, gonna... those shootouts with Isaiah Thomas were like one thirty eight yeah, yeah, to one thirty five. Those are fun. Those are yeah. fun. <laughs> but they were like not defensive showcases by any means. It was a play in that game, and we actually screenshotted it and um shared it on our on on our Twitter X page, um. There was a play where Porzingis was on the left side of the floor. He gets he gets an entry pass into the post. Immediately, Kuzma, who was guarding Tatum in the in the in the, in the short corner, comes over to double. Hmm. Now, my, that on that play, for those that's watching on YouTube or, or you're listening on audio, you're supposed to show the show on the double, um, like you know, and then give back to your man. But you can't do that. This guy's seven three. It's an automatic two. So what does Kuzma do? He says, "I'm in no man's land." He comes in. He 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 shows on the double. He comes to double KP. KP says, "Oh, <laughs> this guy that gets thirty two a night is in the right corner. Let me just let me just skip past that over to him because I can go over everybody. Because no time one's time switching time to me. Time. No one's like, switching to me that's taller than me. Right. So I can go over fucking Beautiful. everybody whenever I want. I mean, we see this about right. quarterbacks in the NFL all the time, like. Why was Drew Brees so impressive? Because like he must have been guessing around some of those fucking six foot. Seven you ever seen? You ever seen what it looks like for a short quarterback behind the line? It's that fucking shit insane! Is I don't know. How it's wild. They even it's make wild. It <laughs> it's wild. So, so the equally the I, what Ray's saying is so correct because equally the opposite is true. If you're up there, it's fucking easy as shit. Like the the the, the viewing angle from where Porzingis is, and also not for nothing, but he's not looking around. At the the 2016 New York Knicks, 
he's looking around at Jason Tatum in the corner, wide open. He's looking at, Brown, he's looking around yeah. at Jalen Brown making a cut from the elbow. He's looking at fucking Drew Holiday has shaken his man across like two screens, and he's like coming around the corner to help him out if he needs to. It's fucking beautiful to watch. Yeah. Honestly, and it's beautiful. Even and another example, right? And this is more of a um a Denver Nuggets type play. I think Scott brought it up in, in the broadcast. There was a play where he also caught it at the top of the key. He did he did like a like a pivot like slash screen into Jalen Brown's man. Pivot like how Jokic usually pivots. Brown was able to come off the curl, was wide That's open. Right. He yeah. laid it, he laid it to yeah. him. Brown gets the dunk. I was like, we didn't have this. And once again, Rob Williams showed us that at times, but he didn't show us that a, a, enough because that was an underrated. Uh, Rob Williams is full on having surgery. But right it was like it now was he's a- done, bro. Did we did we just straight up fleece the Blazers? Did we know how damn? I mean, I mean, we we I mean, I don't I don't I wouldn't say fleece because once again, we we knew and everyone knew of his injury history. Drew, but Drew wasn't staying there. Bob Williams would have a ten year career at least because someone's always going to say, "Well, what if? What if? What if? Like what if? What if? The man is about the building. He's 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 been there. Been there. Going to be actually. Matter of fact, I'm going to say this right now. I, I bet you he's back here within the next two years. I bet you Rob Williams is going to be we on We do the love to recycle our bigs. We do love so, to do that. So, so. to Tice, I'm, I'm telling you, Rob Williams, and once again, he won't have to start. Just say, hey, we need you for 30 games. That's right in his warehouse. He'll be here in two years, within two years. He'll be back. It'd be great to have him still actually looking at oh, the bench. He, he won't even be 30 yet, so it fits the timeline. <laughs> He'll be a so, lot slower, and his jumping ability will not be. That's as okay. Good, we'll but hopefully, he'll be able to turn okay. himself into something else. Because that once he has that surgery, with the way that he's bounced back from other injuries, once he's had that surgery, I, I would be very, very you know, reticent to think that he could get back to the same place he's gone to before. Oh I think no, he'll 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 never be twenty nineteen Rob again ever. Like that 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 would but, never. But, but that what we what Wait. we're essentially saying then is that we sold on him at his peak. Essentially, oh, we sold and, high on and him we sold and Marcus, high, and bro. we sold so high on Marcus. Like Marcus yeah. is not is oh, never yeah. going to be as good as he was when he won Defensive Player yeah. of the Year. I mean, can I can I give you the Denzel Washington meme from Training please, Day? Please, <laughs> wait, bro. Wait, I'm like, I'm, 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 hey, I'm, hey, sorry, what's, sorry. What's it's, so it's, amazing it's, about it too is like everything, like oh, thank everything God. we loved, everything we loved about Rob. And everything we loved about Marcus, right? They made our defense what it was. They did this. They were the heart of the team. Whenever it was, these guys do it too, and they do it better. That's yeah. that's that's what, it, <laughs> what like with with Kristaps. Man, is like I, I thought we were getting an offensive big. This guy is so underrated defensively, and what he does defensively as I think he might be more effective. More at least more efficient defensively than Rob ever was, man. Uh, I I, I, w- I still Rob, think it's it presence. I, I really still think that Rob was different. Presence has changed so drastically. It, like the it's way different though because Rob was all about being athletic and getting the big block, and like there was nothing ever safe. Kristaps is just a presence around the rim at all times, and you have to respect him but no if, matter what. If if inside I could, that key, if I could be DK for a moment again, so it was mine and and nitpick because I felt like he he was just something he would say. Um, if if I'm gonna nitpick, he 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 gets in foul trouble too often for my liking, and that's what's that's happening too much already. You think that I think I've noticed that too. I don't, yeah, I don't care that his game mate that that's got to stop because. Do you think that's the way he's called though? Like, do you think I think he's called? I don't know if he's called. Like, I don't think his game is called appropriately by the refs. It's, it's, so it's, it's it's not, but 
and once again, we know that as fans, but you got to adjust because yeah, you you can't get to like two tonight. He got two fouls within thirty seconds. That can't. I just happen. think they're they're like, relying that can't on him. Against Embiid. That can't happen against Jokic. Like that that that, that can't happen against Giannis. No, we're dead. We're dead if he like, you have to, the But they're bad. relying on him. That's why we need more death because they're relying on him solely for rim no, protection right. and, and solely for bodies at him early. Yeah, you got to yeah, throw bodies exactly. guys early. Or, or you put, know because. Put put yeah. Holiday on, on somebody else then. Put Holiday on him. Because he, he did it to Randall. He's done it to to Embiid. Um, you know, so maybe that's the key. And you just have you have uh KP playing as well. I think I think you're saying sort of a larger point though. Like there is worry sometimes that he does play like a fucking European pussy from time to time. Like I, I think like I, I, I don't I think this might be an instruction, but like he's averaging like six rebounds. I would love that to be eight. You know, like I would really love that to be eight. And I know that we're like at, you know, we're getting greedy now, obviously. And like, we're, you know, we're deep into the fucking nitty gritty of the X's and O's of this team. It's been eight games. I think he can average. I think that that's on purpose. And I think he can average eight to nine rebounds in the playoffs. And like, you could, you'll see a stat. You'll see a stat like uh, regular season rebounding, playoff rebounding. And it's like, oh, I wonder why. Cause it's like, this matters yeah. more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the re- but the reason why I feel like I'm not as, uh, I guess concerned about the rebounding. When you have a your six five guard, means Drew Holiday, you know, getting seven eight rebounds a night himself. You got you, know, you got your Marcus your, was a good rebounding guard, and we still looked really deficient around. No, Drew, Drew, Drew Holiday is a much better rebounder than Marcus Smart ever was. Okay, but I just I think Marcus Smart Marcus Smart got them hustle rebounds when you needed them every now. He and was then. just he was he's a knownly like he's known as a good rebounding guard like yeah. since college he's been he's been a decent yeah, rebounding so, guard. It, yeah, so you I, have I, you can't I, rely I, on your guards for those for those numbers. You well, know it, it has to be all five guys though. It can't just be just a big man. It has to be all five guys. I think it needs to start with the big man. I, maybe yeah. we just disagree philosophically on this, but like, and you might be right. I just think from my perspective, I think the rebounding has to start with the big man because it's about presence, like. Uh, like I'm still traumatized by that game seven in the 2010 finals when like yeah. Rasheed Wallace is standing underneath the basket and he can't get any fucking rebounds because it's not about the fact that you're, you know, nine foot four. It's about the fact that you have to develop a presence across the entire game underneath the basket. Like people have to be tired coming in there. You know what I mean? Like I like the guard hustle rebounds because they start breaks and like you can move fast and yeah. you can golden state warriors, the whole thing. And I like those existing from an offensive perspective, but down the stretch in a big playoff series, I, in my personal opinion, you know, maybe we disagree on this, but in my personal opinion, your bigs have to like just make it so that it's not worth it for you to try to, because we've just been getting people to like, we took offensive rebounds off the nets tonight. Like people take offensive rebounds against us in big right. situations over the past few years. And like, that can't happen. You can't get like, yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's true. And it's like, Chris no, I mean, Porzingis is big enough that it's like, you can't come in and out hustle me. You're, you're fucking six foot two. Like I have to kill you every time you try to come in here. Like that just has to be a rule. Right. Like that has to be a fucking, just a, like in cemented in stone. Like you're, if you're in there, like they, you have to get it over them. It's, this isn't Europe, you little bitch. You got to get in there and fucking get those rebounds. I know that we don't want to get hurt in the regular season, but I would, I would like to see it in the playoffs. Is that not yeah, fair? I mean, I, I, once again, it's, it's to add to that, he played 24 minutes tonight. Okay, yeah, totally. I'm not saying now. I am. I'm not a, saying now. I'm ecstatic. I'm great. I'm, I no, love totally, it. Totally. Yeah, totally. I'm like, totally. I, 
So uh, handle it was uh, to UPS package. Handle it. Yeah, kick said, gloves. I get it. I understand. I, I, I am, I am, I am loving how they've managed this ministry. No, I'm with you right now for sure. I just hope it can evolve. Is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna have to. But yeah, I mean, obviously, Brad's gonna have to readjust. Look, I mean, once again, I fully trust that he's. Um, looking with the holy birds. trust, whatever he wants to do, I'm yeah, on board. Him, whatever him. he's thinking, he should yeah. do it. Um, I do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they, they obviously they add one more big, maybe, maybe the hidden thing is is is, is Kato once he's healthy, right? Um, they don't need him right now, obviously, but I know he's someone that showed out in the preseason. Um, and he's, he's just another seven foot one guy, and uh, he he plays a little bit like how Rob did. Um, it's, it's also pretty alarming that it's a right stretch foot fracture. Um, okay, that to me that screams Sam Bowie. And for those that don't know that, uh, if you if you know, you know, but look look, look that up. Uh he's the guy that went behind Michael Jordan uh in the 84 draft. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that's for Michael Jordan. For Michael Jordan. Um, so yeah, so that that that's that. But I'm I'm a little nervous about that. But yeah, getting another big or or two, maybe one more wing, unless actually unless you know Brachet. Uh Brissette. Oh, <laughs> are we giving up? I wanted to bring up Brissette because are we yeah, giving up like on him? him? You don't I don't like, like him. him. I don't like him at all. I don't, like I don't him. think he does I anything. Disagree. I don't think he does I, anything. I, I think eventually. I don't like him, dude. I kind of like him. I think that he might have some. I, I yeah. don't know. I I just don't. You, you I don't notice him. him. I just don't notice him unless he played like he's doing three minutes. Bad. Bob. He played like three. I minutes. just feel like every time he's out there, something bad happens. Every fucking time he makes an impact, it's a bad thing. He doesn't have enough minutes, bro. Well, I mean, also remember, let, let the, the I'm game not big in Oshay. I, I, I see Miami. Remember, Tatum said we won this game because Oshay Brissett. When he came in the second quarter, um, he he changed the game, and I think this team needs energy guys that are going to be that's not going to get you to 10, 15 points, but it's going to get you maybe three to five points, but also four to five key rebounds and in a stretch. And I think eventually that's where uh where Brissett becomes. I also I like Lamar Stevens. I know you know DK brought him up. I know uh, long before he he assigned here as someone that could be um, a viable option at, at the backup. Got to play them. Joe Joe is not yeah. everybody. Yeah, the just, rotation's pretty sure right now. That that that's the problem, and I get it because he he is so. I understand. Joe Joe's like me. He's like look. I I'm I'm trying to fucking win these games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, He's I, still I, kind I, of in a job. I can't I can't try to figure out who you can play right now. I need to know if you could contribute. And I and I and I get that because I'm once again the teacher in me is like, look, either you have it, baby, right now, or, or you don't. So I, I can't I can't sit here and just try to try to figure this shit out. So that I, I that mindset, believe me, I understand more than most. Um, however, if we're looking to preserve and persevere, right? Um we need to find a way to get them guys 10 to 12 minutes. But once again, it needs to be something where they're contributing, contributing positively um, and not taking away as Bobby alluded to. <sighs> wow. I, I honestly, I didn't think that we had this much Celtics in us, but we, it's been a while. We had to unpack all our basketball. You know, was a that's lot. Why we Everyone went, had a lot of thoughts. But that's why we went off on the tangents too, because we just got so much basketball that's just been circulating in these brains yeah. for like well, it's, 10, you know, it's, 11 it's months. Also, it's also been, um, you know, it's like, what, what, when do you start to shift your focus from the football season to the, to the basketball season? And it's like, well, when you're fucking Celtics are this good, you, you start to pay attention, you know? And I think that we're all sort of getting a little bit excited. I mean, Ray dressed up as the parquet floor. You know, that's how much he hated the fucking uh, like he was like parquet for life. He sent it subliminal messaging. It's a big part of uh, how we're going to succeed. 
But uh, on that note, listen, I hope, I hope, I know that we did end up sort of nitpicking. That doesn't mean that we're not all incredibly excited. We did start off this podcast saying essentially, like we were basically just fucking having an, an orgasm about Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis and the kind of uh, the kind of ways that that JB and JT are getting opened up and the way the t- team is set up. Do we have reservations and worries? Of course we do, because it, nothing's it, it's nothing's over till the fat lady sings. It ain't over till it's over. And we don't hang fucking banners for Drew Holiday had a really great fucking six games around here uh, in, in Boston. We hang banners for championships. So it's early in the season. We'll be back on MTP Boston to talk about this Celtics team in its current iteration and its future iterations. But man, if you're a Boston fan and you're trying to get on a bandwagon right now, this one, this one might be going down the road a little bit. So for myself, for the real BK, Bob Kelly, for Hollywood Ray, I was at the game, Buchanan. Business or pleasure, uh, this has been Missing the Point. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and... Hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.